Welcome to the Six Minute States here on the Guernsey Press Politics podcast feed. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Mark Ogier and we've been uh, listening to day two of this March States meeting in 2022 and the uh, first item on their agenda which took up the whole morning was simultaneous electronic voting. Uh, Mark, finally when we're listening to uh, debates from the summer onwards uh, we're going to get instant results and no more trying to figure out whether they said poor or contra. I know, it's an absolute red letter day for the States. I mean, 20 years apparently this has been devoted. Uh, This was a occasion over that time and at long last members have decided that we're going to have an electronic voting system and having seen it in operation I can say it's an amazing piece of kit and it's going to be a as well as providing members with a very simple way of voting poor contra or abstaining the information that's going to be provided is going to be gold dust to people like ourselves but also the people who enjoy seeing how their state's members have voted over the years once we've built up a, a few years worth of debates you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to see how deputy Inder voted for example you know in, in debates over the last few years and he himself pointed out how difficult it would be for instance to find out how he voted even a couple of years ago under the current system where you have to just go and throw through a database of um, just PDFs which haven't actually got any means of properly searching them so yeah it's it's a great system um, there was some concern about the cost uh, they kept throwing a figure of £109,000 around but then it was pointed out of course that this is over three years and it costs £40,000 a year just to print the BAs that m- many members still get in print form so in a way this is moving the state into the 21st century you know, giving them uh, electronic systems and I, I just can't see it being anything other than a, uh, a great a great benefit to everybody well we're, we're certainly very happy about it here because frankly you know we deal with the the repercussions mm-hmm. of all these votes coming through every day so we we certainly have a bias in that regard uh deputy Mirveld, uh did tell us that it was the, the ongoing cost per year was going to be about eighteen thousand pounds for the running of it once that initial three-year phase is over um but he pointed out well it just it saves parliamentary time which will have its own cost uh, own benefit um as well mm-hmm. to, uh, to that um one of the um deputies objecting on the grounds of cost was Deputy Liam McKenna who was saying that um, they would. Uh, he'd asked what could £109,000 get you um, he put that question to Deputy Broad um, President of Health and Social Care and he said oh, a couple of um, consultant nurses uh, for, for a year that sort of thing you know. but um, it, the argument that this was going to cost too much was certainly as you say outweighed by the argument that this is technology whose time had come and we had to plough on with it because in the end Deputy McKenna was one of just nine who objected mm. and uh, the rest of them voted it through. Yeah, and there was a lot of talk of, you know, um, this isn't the time. But then people like uh, Deputy Charles Parkinson said, you know, if not now, when? It, it keeps kicking this can down the road and it's been far too long coming. Um, yes, Deputy McKenna's point about money being spent elsewhere. Well, again, some other people said you can make that argument for every single penny the state spends. And yes, health is very important and we could spend all the state's money on health. But at the end of the day that's not really what it's all about it's about budgeting it's about spending money on things that you know are not just needed but useful and in this case i think uh, electronic voting is going to be very very useful uh, and i would urge anybody who listens on medium wave on the radio to invest in, in some form of being able to watch it online listen online because then you'll be able to just click a button and you will see exactly how every member of the states has voted for every issue
Indeed. Well, the, that was one of two um, issues that was discussed today. And um, the other was the development of a, uh, uh, sorry, the creation of a development agency to oversee the regeneration of the East Coast. Now, just to put this into context, last year, um, the state's trading supervisory board under President uh, Deputy Peter Roffey uh, brought proposals for the um, commercial regeneration of the harbours or the commercial future of the harbours um, with some eye-wateringly expensive uh, proposals for um, investment in those facilities that I think is generally accepted have been drastically underinvested in over the last few decades. Um, and a very late amendment came uh, in uh, as they're all balking at the cost of these things to say, no, let's uh, step back from this and create this re- um, development agency that can move all this stuff into the um, commercial sector. This is something that uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush, the Chief Minister, is obviously very passionate about. Um, he, he's been speaking today about the um, the essential uh, um, need for uh, the island to push ahead with a commercial future for this regeneration Uh, and what he's up against is the first thing they've been discussing all day uh, which is the amendment by um, Deputy Carl Meerveld to in fact bring every project that is decided upon by the by the agency back to the states for approval by them um, so it's a really quite um, quite a, a political de- heavyweight mm. debate going on between oversight or um, allowing commerciality well uh, yes I hope Deputy Mirvad was pleased that he got his um, states assembly and constitution uh, committee review report through on voting this morning because he lost his amendment, of course, to uh, to have this oversight. Uh, and because th- there are, stra- if you look in the proposals, there are mechanisms whereby things will be coming back to the states. But it's just the thought of every single um, bit of planning coming back before members. The, the amount of time that the states would take up, I, I just can't bear to think about it. And I think a lot of members realise that that's just asking a, a bit too much. And at the end of the day, you've got to trust planners to have some degree of nous when it comes to not approving crazy developments that are going to look completely out of keeping, but allow them some leeway to approve things that are going to be useful and, uh, and hopefully bring in some money to the island. Uh, Deputy Mirveld did find some support. There were 10 who voted uh, in favour of his amendment. Um, among those, of course, was the uh, deputy that seconded his amendment. That's Deputy Yvonne Burford. And uh, she pointed out that she tried to get some more information about how the public were going to be able to object to any particular projects um, by submitting a load of formal questions, Rule 14 questions as they're known, and she hadn't been uh, given the the answers, uh, didn't address the questions she felt adequately, so she wanted to ensure that somehow there was a bit more um, oversight or opportunity for the public to get engaged in this, Um, but the argument was made that no, that it it will still have to go through the planning processes, people are still able to object through those processes one way or another, whether it's through uh, inputting into the development frameworks or indeed objecting through representation to the planning authority. Uh, in the end, anyway, that amendment was defeated. Uh, the, but there has to be said there's lots of other amendments uh, to be debated which will sort of massage this thing, if, if indeed the whole thing goes through in the end, that are bringing a bit more oversight to it. You've been listening into one or two of those towards the end of the day. Yes, there were just uh, four fairly straightforward amendments from uh, Deputy Gavin St. Pierre, which was effectively putting a bit more detail into some of the proposals which he felt lacked some uh, a bit of an edge and a bit more information that he thought was needed. So they all sailed through. Um, yeah, and they were supported by the PNR who yes, brought the yes, proposals. Yes, PNR yeah. unanimously yeah. supported them. Uh, they sailed through. Uh, I, I put a bit of an explanation about what they mean in, in a story to go in tomorrow's paper, but it, on, at the end of the day they were fairly straightforward technical pieces. Uh, we're now into the big meaty debate about whether or not we're going to more detail about the uh, redevelopment of the East Coast, which Deputy Roffey has 
brought back having uh, had a bloody nose from the STSB's rejection last time. Yes, well, uh, yeah, certainly plenty more for us to report on uh, right here uh, for tomorrow's um, review. But uh, in the meantime, don't forget to pick up a physical copy of the paper. We've got all the details in there, not only of today's proceedings, but also of the uh, interview that I had with uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush uh, yesterday regarding his uh, views on the uh, failure, as he put it, of this and previous assemblies to uh, support uh, the ordinary hard-working islanders. Uh, but for now, that's all from uh, me and Mark, and uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Good night. Good night for now. <laughs>